For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. As we roll through Ivy League play, we're getting into the middle of the Ivy League schedule, and I got to tell you, there, there are some eye-opening numbers that happened this week, and we'll be, we will be really diving in to what is coming up this weekend. I love a couple of these games. I absolutely, absolutely love a couple of these games. We're going to get into all of it. Go check me out at TomBartonSports.com, TomBartonSports over on Twitter, TomBartonSports at gmail.com, TomBartonSports on YouTube as well. So let's get right into it. We'll go back to last Saturday and a couple of really interesting games um, with, with how they kind of shook out, right? So we didn't expect much from Dartmouth. Um, uh, Yale went in there. They went in there as a 12-point favorite. They covered without a problem. Actually, wound up staying under 134 points despite the fact that Yale scored 76 because Dartmouth can't get out of their own way. They scored 51 points. Um, Yale was tremendous in that game. And, and that's where Yale is. We spoke about it last week where coming into the year, I had Yale as the best team in this conference, and I wasn't alone. Many people did. They have the best player, or they were supposed to have the best player in the conference. They were supposed to have the best defensive player in the conference. And a lot of that was very inconsistent early on. They've gotten into Ivy League play in the last couple of weeks. That has absolutely exploded right before our faces. And they, they really, really, really shut down Dartmouth on the road, uh, holding Dartmouth to 51. Look, I know Dartmouth isn't in a bad way, but holding them to 51, keeping this game under in that spot is, is a real big win for Yale, who just continues to march along. And that's what they have to do because they have to keep pace with Princeton. Columbia, guys, I've been telling you and telling you and telling you, Columbia's for real. They are a team that I, I think can fight and claw. No, they're not Princeton. No, they're not Yale, but they're right there. And yeah, they covered the 13 points. They lost by eight at home, 70-62 to Princeton. Princeton now is just rolling, okay? Princeton is on one of these ridiculous rolls where you're looking at the Princeton Tigers and you're going, man, you know, can they finish Ivy League play with one loss on the year? I, I, oh, I, can, they, can they finish this up with only one loss? That's how good they are. Yet Columbia was able to fight and scratch and claw in this game. They were down five at the half. They only lose the game by eight. There was a point in the second half where Princeton had to be nervous. And yeah, the Columbia Lions in a loss, and I did allude to this last week, that they could do it, and they did it. In a loss, they impressed me as much as any game that they'd have this year. I think that we have to start looking at Columbia as that next team. I think that, that we have the big two in Yale, Princeton. I think that you throw Cornell as the three for certain. And now the fourth, that was open. That was wide open. Columbia might be kicking that door down. I know they, they haven't had the results that they wanted, but they are a dangerous, dangerous team. And that game was a, was a good indication of that. Holding Princeton to only 70 is a good indication of that for a defensive team, a Columbia team that has a lot of um, 
elder statesman on their team. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good loss if you could have a good loss. Cornell against Brown. Here was a game I expected Cornell to go into Brown to impose their will, to score real like we've seen, but to show me a little defense and walk out of there with a win. They did almost all of that. They walked in there. They put up 84 points. That's a good number. They led with their offense like they always do. Um, the game went over because Brown scored 83. So, yeah, they got out of there with a win. But their defense really did let them down, especially in the second half. At the half, 49-42, you could kind of live with 41 points by 41 points in the second half after 42 in the first half by Brown. The Cornell problems are still there. I want to continue, and I have really hyped up Cornell as being that team. They could compete with Princeton. They could compete with Yale. And I keep saying that I see strides in their defense. I see them making making an effort defensively. And then a game like this comes up, and I go, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I can think of this because when you break this game down, Brown should not have shot as well as they did. They shouldn't have gotten as many open shots. And I wonder if that's going to be a problem moving forward for Cornell. But they get out of there. It's a road game, and it's a win. So anybody that's sitting there from Cornell, you know, sitting there and going, Tom's talking bad about us. Look, I've been hyping you guys up huge. I wanted more out of that game, but you gave me a win. A win is a win. Then you go to Harvard Penn. And I made the proclamation last week that uh, Harvard season was over unless they won this game. Harvard, you could not go to 0-3 in the Ivies and win and think that you could be anything. And I kind of said Penn started to turn a corner where maybe that they would be the fourth team in, in all of this, right? Maybe they started to live up to the billing of what we saw in Penn in the preseason, where many people thought that Penn could compete for this title. I didn't, but many people did. Well, Harvard went on the road. Give them as much credit as you possibly can. As an underdog, went on the road and won 70-61. to 61. Harvard showed some class there. They showed some grit. They showed some determination. This came after a game where they lost to Brown at home by two points, and then they got just absolutely spanked the game before that against Princeton. They could have fallen into the tank. They could have reeled out of control. I basically pronounced them dead, but they are back from the dead. They did exactly what I told you that they had to do, is they had to go in and win that game. They could not lose another Ivy League game and fall to 0-3. Well, they saved themselves. Now they have a little bit of cushion, and maybe they're a little bit of momentum this week as they take the week off to go and play a tough home game, which we'll talk about next. Uh, midweek game, Tuesday, Wells just got absolutely obliterated by Cornell. Cornell put up 105 points against Wells to their 49. Just what we expect from Cornell, and, and, and that is what it was. Now we go into this weekend, and, and um, you know this week we don't have any games uh, until next weekend. So this week it's just the Saturday games. Everyone's on tap, but I mentioned we'll lead it off with the Harvard game. Harvard is at home. Harvard is in a spot where they are trying to get back into this thing. They draw a tough Yale team on the road. Now, Yale going on the road, we just watched what Columbia did, okay? So you look at this in two ways. If you are, I look at a lot of things from an analytical standpoint, from, from a coach's standpoint, but I also look at a lot of things in this world, obviously, as my profession, which is a professional sports better, right? That's what I do. And I look at this and I go, does Yale, you have to take the emotion into this and the coaching into this. Does Yale let down again at uh, on the road? Look, maybe they're just not that road team. Maybe they can't get up for the road game and it's just not the same for them. Is that the spot? Or is this a spot where Yale goes, look, guys, la last week we almost dropped one that we should have won against Columbia. We let them hang in there too long. 
and they put the hammer down on Harvard. Because I do think Yale dictates the pace here. As much as I want to say that Harvard turned the corner, and Harvard got that tough win, and they did, and now they're at home, and you'd like to say that Harvard can control the pace. This is a Yale controlling the pace of this game, and Yale is going to be in full control of this game. They'll be the favorites. They'll be the road favorites, as they should be. But this is not a spot that Harvard can't win. If Harvard wins this game, all bets are off. Harvard resets their season. Here we go. Now we take them serious. If Harvard loses meekly again, we're back in the same position. I mean, is it full damage of going 0-3 in the Ivies and then facing Yale? No, it's not that. Uh, but it doesn't really you know, give you any, any boost of confidence in any way. I think that Harvard will play well. But it's their lapses of time that I worry about with Yale. I do expect Yale to come away with the road win here, albeit a tougher win than I think that Yaleys want to have. How about Princeton-Cornell? Highlight of highlights here. The game of the week. This is in Cornell. This is where Cornell wants to say, yeah, Princeton, you got one loss on the season. Everyone's talking about you. Uh, people are talking about an at-large bid. Everybody loves Princeton. But we are Cornell. We've been trying to struggle and fight for years to get our name mentioned with you and Yale, uh, with you and Princeton. And we are Cornell. And we want to be there. Well, this is the game you need to win. And I like that they they had a tough road game and they needed kind of uh, every attribute to go out there and beat Brown. I like that after that, they didn't have a week off. They actually had to go and play a Wells College and put up 105 points. I like that from Cornell. I like that from the Cornell standpoint. Princeton, look, Princeton just keeps going on and on. They are a machine. If they go and cut through Cornell without a problem on the road in this spot, I mean, there are going to be people that just wrap up the Ivy Leagues at that point. I think it's a little, a little uh, premature, but I get it. And Cornell in this spot, they usually dare teams to keep up with them. They're going to dare Princeton to keep pace. We're going to dare you. But you don't want to do that with Princeton because Princeton can keep pace and they'll likely get more stops. So I'm going to be real interested in the way that Yale, I'm sorry, the way that Cornell attacks this Princeton team. Um, do they go full bore and say, all right, look, we're going to try to score 90 tonight. Can you put up 91? Or did they slow things down a little bit, maybe get out of their game a little bit to kind of play and kind of keep the possessions away from Princeton, who can score with the best of them? I mean, you look at the, the Cornell offense, sure, I could go on and on, and I have. Um, but the Princeton offense is doing pretty good as well. Just this month, they scored 84, 89. Uh, you go you go last month, I know it's against uh, weaker teams, but 84 and uh, 92 and 81 against Drexel. They can put up the points when they need to, 85 against Bucknell earlier in the year. I wonder if this is going to be one of those paces where Cornell kind of gets out of their zone and out of their own kind of comfort zone to go after Princeton. This will be an interesting one. Penn takes on Columbia. I expect Columbia to play well because I do every week. Every week, Columbia is upsetting the the against the spread number because they go out there, nobody gives them any credit, and they do well. But this is a must-bounce-back spot for Penn. They have to go in here and win this game. I talked about it last week with Harvard, and I think that this is that spot with Penn. You've got to go in there. You can't lose two games in a row. Um, I know that they're two tough games, but you can't go out there and do that. you got to win this game. Columbia, this is your last chance. It's Moral victories are great, Columbia, but this is your chance to actually get a victory victory, and you've got to go out there and get it. It's at home. I know it's a tough opponent, but it's at home. You want to be among uh, one of the teams that we talk about as maybe being taken serious? You can't lose this game. I don't want to say this is an elimination game for both teams, but it kind of is. Then you have Brown against Dartmouth. Uh, Brown's got to get back into this thing. Look, Dartmouth is absolutely terrible. You sports betters out there, by the way, under, under, under for team total for, for Dartmouth. Um, they can't score 60. I, I mean, the Dartmouth, Dartmouth has played 
14, 16 games this year, right? Uh, 14 games against Division I opponents. Out of those 14 games, 10 games, they didn't score 60. They scored 60 points in 10 games, guys. 51, 58, 51, 53, 57. Now, those are the last five games. They can't score 60. You can't make any conceivable argument to me that they can win this game, they can stay close to this game if you can't score 60 points. You've got to score into the 60s. Brown is a team coming off of a tough loss. Brown's a team that I thought could have won last week. Uh, they, they could have been that team. This is a must-win game for Brown just on the fact that you can't let Dartmouth up. They are reeling. They are the worst team in this conference, I think, by a wide, a wide margin at this point. And they can't score. You cannot let them off the mat. So this is a tough week there. Princeton Cornell is going to be the highlight game. But watch these other games where we're starting to see a rejuvenation of some of these teams. All right, guys. I'm Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. This is Believe in the Ivy League. Go check it out. And please make sure you like, subscribe, tell everybody about the show, and enjoy your week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.